I just, I harness trained him in the spring because he cries when you go outside without him. <laughs> um, even though he is like the most pampered prince and he could not survive 10 seconds outside on his own. So I harness trained him so I can bring him out on his little lead and walk him around the yard and he can explore and whatever. So now he's harness trained. Every single time we go outside, he wants to come out. But the ground is so hot, he's going to burn his little Aww. beans. So... He's like sitting at the door, like meow, meow. It's like, no, you can't come out. And he just sits there looking at us, really sad. I feel terrible. I'm such a bad cat, mom. Need to give him those little booties. Oh, he wouldn't wear them. Yeah. He'd take them off. He'd be like, <laughs> what is this? No, don't like this. The harness was a struggle. <laughs> Let me actually open this in a new tab. I have 5,000 clack fan tabs open because I need a huge, I'm going to get a huge hand fan. You have 500 tabs open <laughs> please tell me that's an exaggeration and not an actual thing your computer can handle i just closed about six and i have six left so yes <laughs> oh, Jesus, i can't cope with having any more than like four or five tabs open any more than that and i'm like no get rid of it too much i don't need this information <laughs> One time a student had uh, so many tabs open, each tab was maybe like three or four pixels wide. <laughs> it's like people who don't clean their inbox out. Oh god, it's, it's like 10,000 new emails. My husband currently, uh, the last time I looked at his inbox over his shoulder, which I don't do often because it stresses me out, it was like 2,000 unread emails. Mm. It's like, if it's spam, just delete it, just get rid of it. You don't need it, it doesn't need to sit there. I hate it. I hate it so much. I just, oh, I can't, I can't cope when I get more than one email a day from a company. That's too many emails. Yeah, I will unsubscribe uh, pretty immediately to most companies if they send me an email. And I hate when you try and unsubscribe and then they're like, why do you want to unsubscribe? I'm like, oh, I don't know, because you're sending me 20 emails a week. Like, that's more emails than anybody needs. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. If they make me do that to unsubscribe, I will mark them as spam and make Gmail deal with it. <laughs> I don't contact my family as much as these companies try and contact me on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm lucky if I speak to my mum once every three weeks. Why are you contacting me more than my own mother? Oh my gosh, remember the beginning of quarantine emails that are like, hey, you uh like ordered takeout from us one time and we just want to send you an email to let you know what we're doing to make sure everyone is safe. We care about you, yeah. <laughs> but also we need to survive. So Give us buy money. our product. <laughs> Oh, that was a fun time. Oh, yeah. I got emails from companies I completely forgot about. I was like, am I subscribed to you? <laughs> Good old seven years ago, back in March. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme. This is episode 17. 17. 17. I am excited for a couple of these ones I have today. All right, I'm I, I'm going to say I'm ready, but I'm not ready. I'm never really ready even though I say I am. No, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> this is this is going to be a fun one, we'll say. Okay. A fun one. So, this first one I have, um the OP's daughter is 15. Uh it does not say how old she is, but it's not super relevant. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter that I am most certainly not proud of her ratting out her friends for planning to cheat on a test? What? This is a confusing parental <laughs> statement that I can't I can't stand beside. Sorry if the title is convoluted. I didn't really know how to better phrase it. <laughs> yeah. I have a 15-year-old daughter, quote, Tina, who is about to finish up her freshman year in high school. Last night at dinner, she told my husband and I that her two friends, quote, Alice and Erica, these are all fake names, had texted her about working on the final for their social studies class together. They are supposed to work on it by themselves, but it's a take-home final that the teacher isn't actively monitoring. Tina told us that she told them that she wanted to do it by herself. I was not surprised because Tina is a very honorable girl, and we obviously raised her with morals. However... 
Tina then said that she emailed her teacher the screenshots from the group chat and informed her of their plan to work together on the take-home final. Oh, a kid after my own heart. That's exactly what I would do. (laughs) She hasn't heard back from the teacher yet. I was very taken aback when she said this. Alice and Erica are her two best friends. She's known them since freaking kindergarten. I asked her why she did it, and she said that cheating was wrong, and she didn't think it was fair for the rest of the class. I'm right. I should clarify that this was from quarantine so it's all done at home yeah i agree on a on one level but this isn't college nobody is being graded on a curve one person's grade doesn't affect anyone else's and these were her best friends who she might have just gotten in serious trouble and she didn't even seem conflicted about it she told us like she thought we'd be proud i told her that i was not proud of her and that i was disappointed what? I said that while I was happy she wouldn't cheat, it was very unnecessary to rat out her friends for an issue that ultimately d- didn't affect her. I said that this was a big issue that might end her friendship and that I wish she spoke to us before sending her teacher that email. My daughter left the table crying and my husband told me that I was too harsh, but I tried really hard to be reasonable. I wasn't punishing her. I was trying to have an adult conversation. Honestly, I would have preferred if she just cheated on the fucking test than be one of those kids. Oh my god. I think I failed as a parent that she thinks ratting on a harmless act like that is okay. Did I do the right thing here? No. Unequivocally, no. If your kid's moral compass won't let her abide with this, let her do it. Like, if it's not that important, then what is it really going to harm? The the, the mum keeps alternating between it's a, it's a useless test and it's not college, so it doesn't matter, and this is a big deal and her friends could get in a huge amount of trouble. It's one or the other. If it's a big deal, then it's a big deal. If it's not a big deal, who gives a shit? I think OP is coming from more of a place where she is afraid that her daughter is going to be, um, like, ostracized. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, she, right. Her daughter's going to be ostracized from the group for being a snitch. Well, at least you know. that's what I think. But she's not communicating that very well. Yeah, and I think that at 15, especially in a in a not that big a deal situation, she's kind of old enough to make that decision for herself. If that's a deal breaker for her, for her friends, let it be a deal breaker. She she did what she thought was the right thing. And I guess if you look at this from a kind of slippery slope perspective, if she lets her friends get away with cheating, what's the next thing? What does she let them get away with next? And if you look at it from that perspective, then she probably did the right thing. On the other hand, yeah, her friends might ostracize her. Yes, she might look like a snitch. You know, that could be harmful to the friendship. I don't know. I would rather lose friends by doing the right thing than keep friends and keep quiet when they're doing the wrong thing. Well, the thing is, too, she's finishing up her freshman year, so she's got three right. more years to go, and that can be tough if she's starting off like that. Also, full disclosure, if I was the teacher on the other side of this, it's a take-home test. I assume they're going to cheat or work together. If I can't tell that they work together... Because it's a social studies test, so hopefully it's not multiple choice. Hopefully it's, it's, you know, you have to answer in complete sentences. Yeah, some kind of essay format, I'm guessing. So if they can answer in a unique way and they work together on it, I would not care. Uh, I would be more annoyed that I have to deal with this, because, like, obviously I'm not an idiot. It's a take-home test. They're gonna cheat on it. I would be more annoyed that someone took the time to make this my problem (laughs) then yeah it's like uh, now i have to deal with it and pretend like i care at least it's the end of the year so definitely shit you don't need (laughs) like i don't necessarily think anyone is the asshole here except for maybe the mom because yeah she's not explaining this well to her 15 year old daughter and she's kind of shitting all over her yeah she went kind of overboard making her cry yeah do you know what i mean the the other thing about this take-home test, kids, teachers know when you've cheated. And teachers know when you've collaborated with someone and you shouldn't have. We're not that stupid. So while the kid emails and said, hey, I think my friends are planning to cheat, the teacher probably would have picked that up anyway. Kids are not smart enough. I'm sorry, kids. 15-year-olds, They're not, yeah. 15-year-olds are not smart enough to make their work look like they did it by themselves. They will have the same phrasing, the turns of speech will be the same, the topics that they cover will be exactly the same with the same evidence. Like, if they've worked at it together, you see it. We've talked about this previously on the podcast. We know when you cheat, we're not stupid. We have degrees. (laughs) Um, And if, if it is at the point where this is like a short essay answer test... 
and yeah. you can and they work together but you cannot tell that they work together that means that they both of the students involved have an understanding of the material enough right. to explain it in their own words that is a skill to have and i would not give a shit <laughs> but if i i had this email and then that was the outcome like their their answers were completely different but i knew that they worked together then it becomes a thing i have to deal with when <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, I'd probably email the parents. It, it w might, may not affect their grade, right? A, a lots of things did not affect kids' grades in the quarantine. Let's be real. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't send any tests for my kids because I was like, look, they're just going to look all the answers up on Google. It's not a fair assessment of what they've learned. So just let them do the work. And they, if they send me the work, they'll get some credit. That's that's absolutely fine. If I got that email, it probably wouldn't affect their grade, but I probably would email their folks. Just be like, hey, just a heads up. Uh, I know that your kids collaborated. Um, don't ask me how I know, but I know they weren't meant to. Just have a word with them about not doing this in the future. Okay, thanks. Also, if it was ahead of time, then I would yeah. give them both different tests. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> give them different questions. I do like doing that. I have uh, the school I work at. We have a, um, a computerized assessment system um, where you can make your own tests and stuff. I love um, clicking the little button which says randomize questions. <laughs> so when the kids finish the test, they're like, what did you get for question seven? It's like, well, I, I, I got C. But they don't actually talk about what the question is because they don't realize that everybody's had like different number questions. They've all had the same questions but in a different order. So that kind of cracks me up. It's like a little secret joke that I have that nobody knows about. <laughs> or yeah, sometimes teachers will put like version A, version B, version C, and then color code them. And then they'll just be the same test. <laughs> Which is the opposite of that. <laughs> so good. I read this one to my husband and he told me about a time that he uh, let someone copy on a quiz. He lets a couple guys cheat on off his quiz and, you know, got 100% or whatever. And then the next time, uh, the next quiz, he had not said that he would allow them to cheat off of him. So he bubbled in all the wrong answers or circled all the wrong answers on the test, let them turn theirs in and then erased and <laughs> filled in the right answers. That's so smart. So they got 100% when and a zero, which equals out to an F. Which is just... That's the best. <laughs> this year, I'm thinking about doing that. You know that list of questions where it's like, read all the instructions first and they oh. do a bunch of dumb stuff. Because the biggest problem I have with my kids is they don't read the instructions. Yes. They look at the they look at the question and they go, I can't do it. And then they ask you how to do it. And I'm like, did you read the instructions? Yeah. Which part of the instructions did you read? The question. That's not the instructions. Read the instructions. So I'm thinking about doing that with my kids. I have two of those that I've done before if you want them. Um, oh, yes, please. They're very fun. Because I'm like, okay, this is a, a pass fail. So it's it's like, this is to see how well you follow the directions and you pass if you follow all the directions correctly. And then you have like this long thing. And then at the end, it's like, just put your name on it and then doodle on the back until you're... T put your name on it. Wait 15 minutes. Turn it in. What? is funny is the one that I have is uh, includes a question like write the number of the three bears or the number of bears in the Goldilocks story and kids have to ask me <laughs> this is like this is the thing that I find with kids is if the answer if there's something they actually have to troll their memory for they don't want to do it or maybe they just don't know <laughs> I, I I think it's like a do I want to do no I don't really want to do this somebody else knows the answer and they can tell me the answer it's that Google thing right where if I can get the answer in a quicker and more efficient way than actually having to think about it then I absolutely will do that um even if the answer is on a piece of paper and they've literally just read it <sighs> yeah that drives drives me up the wall so yeah in this situation I think the mum is overreacting if the kid couldn't sleep at night if she didn't tell her teacher then it's more important that the kid told her teacher like the, the consequences aren't going to be that grave it's goddamn quarantine no one cares but you know explicitly whatever. saying the sentence i am not proud of you and i am disappointed yeah. is a little harsh but also what annoyed me is when she's like she's known these kids since kindergarten well your personality changes from kindergarten yeah 
Like, nobody's the same as they were in kindergarten. The amount of time you spend with someone does not equate value of friendship. And I think that's just a really important point to make for any kind of relationship that you have. Just because you've known somebody for 20 years doesn't make that person a good person in your life. And if somebody is doing something that you don't agree with and that really bothers you, even if you've known them for 50 years, you don't have to stay in that friendship. You can just peace out. So, yeah. It's called the sunk cost fallacy, mm-hmm. if uh, if you want to look it up. And it's it's something that you see people do when they're in a bad romantic relationship. But I've been with him for seven years. Yeah, you wasted seven years, never mind. You've got 35 more years in your life to look forward to. Do you want to spend it with this bad person? Or do you want to just scrap those seven years and move on? Yeah. So and and thinking like, oh, this moment, if I change this person, then those past seven years will be worth it. Instead, they end up sinking another seven years right. into this shitty relationship. So it is better to break up with someone, even if you're like 50, 60, 70 years old, if right. they are a shitty partner, than it is to just stick with it because you cannot change a person unless they want to change. Well, you can't change them. They can only change yeah. themselves. Right. Uh, same goes with family, by the way. Yeah. If uh, there is someone in your family who is incredibly destructive to your mental health or your happiness, you don't have to talk to that person just because they're your family. Um, so. Yes. Stay tuned for more sunken cost fallacy later in this episode. Hooray! I feel like I did something valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, you know what, I don't give a shit about, like I said, the, the parameters of cheating. I do get annoyed, like I did tell a story about uh, the girl who was cheating and lied to her parents about it, and that annoys me, and to be a stereotype, they're only hurting themselves. Right. <laughs> but collaborating in that way is not necessarily a bad thing if not they are in the way I described. If it's a multiple choice, obviously, yeah. that's... Like, just study for it. (laughs) Right. I always give the kids a chance to fess up. So I'll, like, pull them aside and I'll, like, hold out their essay or whatever and I'll say, I want you to tell me the truth. Did you find this essay on Google? If they tell me the truth, I give them an extension, right? So I'm like, thank you for telling me the truth. I'd rather you didn't lie to me. Please don't think I'm stupid by copying stuff off Google. You've got a week to do it, right? If they don't admit it, I sit their ass down in front of my computer and I Google search it up and I put it in front of them and say, you've just failed. Congratulations. So it's more about the honesty for me rather than like, every kid's going to try and cheat at some point. Yeah. And there are problems in our educational system that are too deep to get into right now. Oof, yeah, let's not start talking about that. But certain things that are considered cheating in our educational system are actually beneficial skills to have, such as the aforementioned collaboration, being able to research something and look up the answer if you do not know it and find a reliable source for that. But right. it in this interpersonal situation, I think that maybe the mom is coming from a good place where she wants her daughter to have healthy relationships yes and have good friendships and not be ostracized from the group she definitely said it in a real bad way (laughs) yeah she she screwed up that communication um kudos to the dad though for calling her out yeah be like hey nah that was too much i hope she apologizes to her daughter and says you know if you if you really felt that strongly about it i'm glad that you stood up for what you believe in but you should also consider you know the the consequences of that action so her username is daughter is a snitch <laughs> which is true <laughs> it's <laughs> true but she's still your daughter this is what i don't like about this situation is the mom is valuing loyalty over truth right she calls her a snitch that's really mean so you know in some situations it's okay to tell a little white lie or to keep a secret for a friend but not because you're frightened that someone's gonna call you a snitch that's really mean well i think i mean all the daughter had to do was just maybe if she also doesn't want to be friends with those people just kind of distance herself instead of telling the teacher like so there's a middle ground here she could have just not said anything and just maybe not not helped them but it seemed almost like spiteful 
to be like, I'm going to email and say, just so you know, this thing is happening. It's not like it was a group project that they didn't help on and she did all by herself. I get those emails right. all the time where it's like, just so you yeah, know, yeah. Alice and Erica, they didn't help and I did it all by myself. I'd be like, okay, great. But this is like something that doesn't affect her. And so she, all she had to do was maybe be quiet and just not be friends with them anymore. Yeah, if she's if she's already decided she's not going to participate in the cheating, that's her role kind of done. It wasn't necessary, but... You know, I'm not going to lie. If I was 15 and that happened, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> I I don't know about 15, but if I was the, the teacher in this case, I would just be like, <sighs> <laughs> another thing I have to deal with. Like, obviously, I knew people were going to cheat. This is just like, it's probably if she's giving a test in quarantine or they, the teacher is giving a test in quarantine, then it's to check a box. <laughs> yeah, it's because their administration wants them to, not not because they think that it's beneficial to the kids' learning. Yeah, yeah, and if and it's a take home final that the teacher isn't actively monitoring. If I wanted it to be actively monitored, I'd do it on lockdown. You know, give a lockdown yeah. mode where they can't access any other things. They still have their phones, but I'd at least take some steps. Sounds like she's just like here, answer these questions. Just do this essay question and shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do when I have a really bad headache. Give the kids a silent writing task. I'm like, I don't care how much you write, just don't talk. I just, I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> Seriously? Today. Please, please just sit and write. People always talk about like, oh, if you, if you are watching a movie in class, your teacher's hungover. It's like, also, if you give an essay, it's because your teacher <laughs> needs time to grade things or is also hungover. <laughs> or is having a terrible migraine and can't oh, see yeah. out of their left eye. Just wants to take a nap. Just please close your eyes. Put your head on the desk. Don't talk. Uh, yeah, so I'd say mom is an asshole for phrasing it that way. But the way she spoke to her daughter, the mom is an asshole. And then I would say daughter, and then I would say friends. I would say, I don't think the daughter or the friends are assholes. 15, you're still learning. So this That's is probably true. a valuable learning experience for her about how to handle herself in situations which she finds amoral. Um, we don't know the academic environment of the school. Like, maybe yeah. they're under a lot of pressure. Maybe they both had failing grades that they needed to bring up because of other issues or whatever. We don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we, we can't say for certain what, what was going through 15-year-old's head. <laughs> Quarantimes are tough. Yeah, people are doing stuff they wouldn't necessarily do as evidenced by if you've ever been on Reddit relationships in the last three months. Speaking of which, Yay. <laughs> let's move on to this relationship advice post, which I have titled Beans 2, The Beanening, The Return of the Beans. <laughs> Please tell me it's the same people. No, oh. unfortunately. But uh, it is another bean situation. More beans. Um, what is it with people and beans? We have not opened any of our beans that we bought at the beginning of quarantine, <laughs> by the way. The 12 pounds of beans. I literally bought a bag of beans. I soaked them overnight and then was too lazy to cook. So I did a frozen pizza or something. And then I just left them there and they started growing. Like in, I left them in the water, which was a mistake. Damn. They just started sprouting. So if you want to sprout beans, that's what you do. You just leave them for 48 hours. Oh, there you go. Anyway, so OP is... 30 and her boyfriend is 28 we don't often see it the other way around do we <laughs> it's only a two-year difference i know but like that's kind of it feels weird even yeah. I'm, I'm a year older than my my husband but like when you see it written down it's like huh <laughs> you go girl anyway uh my boyfriend told me he is pursuing a beanitarian diet in which he only eats beans oh. and gets angry God. when I say it isn't a healthy choice. What an idiot. Okay. <laughs> my boyfriend told me three weeks ago that he has decided to convert to a beanitarian diet. He told me from now on he will only eat different types of beans. I thought he was joking at first, but I have literally seen him eat nothing but beans and multivitamins every day for three weeks. He insists that, quote, almost all nutrients can be derived from beans, end quote, and he takes two multivitamins a day just in case. I, <laughs> I can get all my vitamins from beans. Takes two multivitamin tablets a day. Ju just in case. <laughs> just, just in case. You know, if you take more vitamins than you actually need, you just piss them right out. Yes. Well, most some of them you can actually overdose on. Namely, iron is very dangerous oh, to take yeah. too much of. And I believe vitamin A. So double check your vitamins before you take them just in case to make sure they're not fat soluble. Vitamin C, you'll just piss it out. 
Yeah. So don't think that drinking your orange juice and then taking a vitamin C tab is going to make you super healthy. It's not. Your body's just going to go, ugh, just get rid of it. There's also no such thing as, quote, boosting your immune system. No, it's it's a crock of shite. So. I can't believe he thinks this is healthy. We have two cabinets that have been completely overtaken by different types of canned beans. Oh For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, he eats beans. Sometimes he just eats them without heating them. Sometimes he what? fries them in a pan. Sometimes he boils them. Sometimes he bakes them. Sometimes he tries to make refried beans. He will add spices and sometimes hot sauce, but otherwise he has eaten no other food. I'm thinking about, I'm still thinking about these raw beans. Surely that's not good for you. Well, they're canned. So I think the canned ones are cooked. They're just not. In gross liquid. Yeah. And mm. it makes them better to warm them up. <laughs> makes them better to warm them up. <laughs> I went with him to a restaurant last night. He saw they had a vegetarian chili option that included pinto beans. He asked the waiter to just give him a bowl of those beans, quote, cooked to the chef's preferred bean style. The waiter was... What? <laughs> the waiter was so confused and I was so mortified. The waiter had to go back into the kitchen to ask if it was okay and they worked something out because they made him a bowl of beans. Why would you waste your money by just going to a restaurant just to get... Just to get pinto beans. Probably a $10 bowl of beans. God damn. I had a serious sit down with him yesterday and said I was concerned for his health. He told me that beans have all kinds of protein and have other sorts of nutrients and that just in case his multivitamins, quote, would pick up the slack. I told him if he wanted to be a vegetarian or a vegan, I would be totally on board. I am even mostly vegetarian already, so I'd be willing to pursue that with him. But he insists that he must only be a beanitarian. I told him I was worried and annoyed by his bean-based behavior, and he told me, quote, you're just not proud of my beanitarian lifestyle. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. It's fucking weird and not healthy. <laughs> he told me that he was planning on writing a book about his beanitarian lifestyle that would be half bean philosophy and bean facts, and the second half would be bean recipes. Bean philosophy. <laughs> bean philosophy? <laughs> Oh god, I'm I'm this is like a train wreck that I can't help but watch. I'm incredibly invested. Uh, bean philosophy. Bean philosophy. That's what I want my uh jazz trumpet band to be called. <laughs> bean philosophy. I became exasperated and told him he needed to stop this nonsense, but he said if I can't accept his beanitarianism, that's a, a word I never thought I would read. If I can't accept his beanitarianism, then he couldn't accept me and we would have to break up. My relationship might end because of this, and honestly, I do see him differently because I never realized in our two years of dating that he could be this irrational and stubborn. But I am also worried about him and wondering if I should have a bean intervention with his friends. I am not the only one disturbed by his diet. Should I end things? And should I try to ar arrange an intervention regardless? The, the, the I want to write a book thing makes me just think that he's bored out of his mind. This is the only thing he can think of to entertain himself. Boredom takes different fashions, and some people will just get, like, mega obsessive over something. Case in point, I've watched every single season of Hell's Kitchen since I've been in quarantine, <laughs> and it's, like, compulsive by now. Like, I get up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I just watched an episode of Hell's Kitchen. I'm on season 10, I need help. <laughs> so, I think he's just really- he's either really bored- He's looking for an excuse for her to break up with him, or he's crazy. It's one of those three I things. I think it's probably a, uh, started with boredom. So he started like looking into things. Like a lot of people are like, I'm going to get swole over quarantine. Yeah, that's me. It probably started with that in some capacity. And then he found some sort of dipshit blog that was like, no, all you need is beans. And, <laughs> and it probably, he fell down a rabbit hole. I assume is what happened. And now he is convinced it is only the beans that can save him. See, this is what happens when you don't have good research yes. skills, right? You believe anything you read on the internet, and then you end up eating nothing but beans. <laughs> it's, it, reminds me of it is worrying. I can understand why she's worried. Yeah, and, and it's a little bit of an Iranian yogurt situation because... It, like she's saying, it's not about the beans necessarily. It is though, but uh, she didn't think that he could be this irrational and stubborn. Like if you yeah. fall for this, it's the behavior. What else will you fall for? Right. It is the behavior that's more worrying. But going to a restaurant and asking, 
Asking the chef to cook it to his preferred bean <laughs> recipe. Pre- chef's preferred bean style. Bean style. Oh my the God. waiter is going to tell that story to all the other waiters and their family. Oh, and- <laughs> everybody in the restaurant district is going to know about this guy. As someone who used to work in the restaurant industry, there is going to be no restaurant in a five mile radius that does not know about the bean guy. Oh. God, I don't know. I don't know what to suggest. I mean, if his other friends are also concerned, then it might be worth having one more sit down come to Jesus talk where you, you know, ask him to provide evidence, ask him to, like, I don't know, go and talk to his GP about it, his doctor. You should go and talk to your doctor before starting any extreme diet changes, by the way, just so that you know that you're doing the right thing for your body. But yeah, damn, he must stink. (laughs) I know. You must stink. Well, and so I know that some people, I know it's possible. Okay. I know that you need fat to live. I'm pretty sure there's fat right. in beans. I have no idea. I know there's some protein and fiber in beans. But I do know that vegans, which this is a vegan diet because it's only beans. Right. Have to take supplements. So I'm wondering if he just takes a generic multivitamin, which are garbage and nothing, or if he is actually taking like stuff that he knows he needs. I believe uh, vegans need to take B12 supplements. Yeah, and calcium, I think. Yeah, and vitamin D for sure, too, because you're not getting that from the dairy. So I think unless he's taking some sort of specialized multivitamin, that this is probably going to result in some medical issues down the way. Uh, I had a friend in college who his roommate was so averse to eating anything It was kind of like that pizza guy from way back in episode three Mm -hmm. or whatever it was, that he just ate white rice. Oh, God. Nothing else. His insides must have been clogged up. And when you're malnourished, you go through, I think it's called the four Ds of malnutrition. Let me look that up, actually. I, uh... I taught in Thailand for a for a stretch. God damn, the amount of white rice I ate, my stomach was just oh, bloated. You eat rice for breakfast there, you eat soup rice, you eat dessert rice, you eat just every every single meal is rice. So even with like other stuff on top of that, oh god, my intestines they hurt so much. I don't think I've ever fully recovered from eating all that rice. Mm. I love rice, but it was too much. <laughs> this isn't a medical journal. So it starts to, yeah, dermatitis is the first one. So you start to get like itchy and flaky skin and then uh, diarrhea and then dementia and then death. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. And this guy who who just ate white rice was starting to get to the dementia stage. Like he had to act, my friend had to call this guy's family and have an intervention because he's going to die of malnutrition. So this is like a possibly serious issue and if he's just popping a multivitamin that's not gonna be that's not gonna be enough because b12 is specialized and like there's different kinds of it and talk to a doctor and maybe have them talk to him yes you know a doctor or pharmacist people need to pharmacists know a lot more about things than people realize pharmacists know shit tons they're so smart honestly I, I love talking to pharmacists about all kinds of stuff. But yeah, this guy needs help. Yeah, yes. This is like a potentially serious issue and <laughs> she needs to actually have that intervention regardless. But and then she can decide if she wants to break up with him or separate of that. Like maybe she wants she doesn't feel comfortable leaving and just like letting him do this because he might die. So <laughs> she needs to for herself. He's at the stage though where it, it doesn't sound like he gives a shit whether or not she breaks up with him. And this has only been three weeks. Right. So it's possible he might crack and be like, I need a burger or something. I wonder if he's sneaking food when she's not looking. I wonder if this is entirely performative. I doubt it. I just, it's so weird that a part of my brain is like, no, no normal person can rationalize this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a big joke. And he's just seeing how far the joke can go. Like the guy who was feeding his girlfriend slugs. Oof. Yeah. Right? So, part of me is wondering, like, if it's something he wants to get away with to look smart. Um, Possible. But 
it, it reminds me of people who go on like the paleo diet or the uh, keto diet, which I've mm-hmm. tried both of those, but some of those people are always like, well, this is the best way to do things and, you know, get yeah. very performative about it, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, some things that work for some people don't work for others, so. Yeah. I I understand both, like, if she wants to end things and then arrange an intervention, because it might be possible that she just can't live with herself if she breaks up with him and then something yeah. happens, and she can at least say she tried her best. Has she tried calling his folks? Sometimes that is a very... <laughs> effective you can just sometimes like, that's incredibly effective i'm breaking up with you i told your parents about what you're doing it's you're their problem now bye yeah can you imagine his mom getting on the phone and being like matthew <laughs> eat some goddamn meat <laughs> have a salad <laughs> jesus what are you doing stupid boy come back home this instant i will say i'm craving uh refried beans and hot sauce <sighs> i do love refried beans they're very good chip dip yes just so good okay I need to move on before I go crazy. <laughs> Think, thinking about <laughs> beans. beans. Uh, this next one is Am I the Asshole? And OP has two kids, a son and a daughter. And this story, this saga, spans 10 years. Jesus, okay. All right. Am I the asshole for grounding my son after he said he got into an argument with my boyfriend over something from 10 years ago? Okay. Okay, so she refers to her boyfriend as H. Oh, I hate when people don't use fake names and they just use letters. I know. I'm going to call him Harold. Okay, thank you. Because, like, that, if somebody's just using letters in their post, I just stop reading it. Uh, yeah, especially when there's, like, a lot of different people. But this one is just, just H, so at least okay. there's only one. But I'm going to call him Harold. Cool, thanks. My oldest son and my boyfriend, Harold, have had a bad relationship ever since Harold accidentally burned down our house. What?! <laughs> He put in a pizza while me, my two sons, and daughter went out to the mall, and Harold forgot about it and left to go back to his apartment. When we got back home, our kitchen was on fire, and by the time the fire trucks got there, the whole downstairs was on fire. Our house was pretty much destroyed, and our husky passed away in the fire. (gasps) Oh, that's awful. When I told my boyfriend about it, he remembered his pizza, he apologized, and I forgave him, but my son never did. My other two were too young to remember. My cousin said she could watch my kids until we got a new house, and I stayed with H at his house. It was too small to hold all of us. A lot of our stuff was damaged, but not enough to be thrown away, so we got a new house two years later, and my son still hasn't forgiven Harold. It only got worse when he got older. He would never say hello to H when he came over and would always avoid him. Like one time when Harold came over and I cooked dinner, my son ate upstairs instead of downstairs with the family. Today, my son was on a call with his friends playing video games and my son lost and said, what the hell? So Harold went upstairs to his room to tell him to stop all that cursing, you're not grown. And my son pretty much ignored him until Harold said, Why are you ignoring me? Answer me. And my son yelled at him to get out of his room. After that, they got into a loud argument. I ran upstairs to tell them to stop, and my son yelled out, quote, Have you not gotten it yet? I don't like you. You burned down our house and want to act like you're my dad. Leave me alone. I told H I'll handle this, Harold. I told Harold I'll handle this and told my son that he is acting like a child and that I understand he was upset years ago, but now you need to let it go. It's been 10 years. And that Harold has apologized and that he needs to forgive him. He said, I don't care. He's a stupid person who you took back after he burned down our home with all our stuff and our dog. I'm not forgiving him. I don't even know why you took this patchy bearded idiot back anyways. (laughs) Last week, he made fries and left the oven on for an hour after he was done. Oh, my God. And it didn't get turned off until I came downstairs and saw it was on. He's an irresponsible idiot. I told him he was grounded for disrespecting him and that he needs to get over it. I called my friend Yolanda to tell her what happened. And she said, honestly, he kind of has a right to be mad. He lost his childhood home when he was five and his dog. So now I feel like I could have handled it better. So Reddit, am I the asshole? Yes. Yes. So, kid's 15. Yeah, that's incredibly traumatic for a small child. And to continue to allow the person who caused that traumatic event into that child's life is incredibly damaging. What an idiot. What a stupid mother. So mad. (laughs) And the kid is, for a 15-year-old, like, he has a valid reason. Like, not... I mean, even if the guy hadn't continued to leave the oven on like an idiot... 
then he still would have a valid reason to not want to have a relationship with this person. That's the scariest thing, though. Dude hasn't learned. Yeah. He left the oven on. Next time it could be one of her kids who dies in the fire. Yeah. And just you gonna you gonna get a new house every 10 years because your boyfriend keeps burning it down? God. It makes me wonder what else he's just completely casually irresponsible about. Does he wear a seatbelt? Does he drive when he's drunk? Like, how, how, what other ways is he endangering human life? I wouldn't keep that guy around my kids. Sounds like he probably smokes a lot of weed, but... He might just be very absent-minded. Yeah, he might just be super forgetful. I mean, there've been there've been a couple of occasions where me me or the husband have been cooking and one of us has left the oven on. But, you know, we're pretty vigilant about it. I will go back into the kitchen to do the washing up or whatever and I'll be like, "Hey, dude, oven's still on." And we're always like, "Oh shit." And then, you know, well, and it's one thing if the oven is on after you've taken stuff out of it right. already, cuz that's not really going to hurt anything except your gas your oven electric bill it's gonna burn your oven but and if i don't say this my husband will yell at me i do leave the oven on (laughs) but usually it's because and and our couch where we eat dinner is 10 feet away from our oven so we can hear it if it's on right and we don't usually leave the house after dinner so i you know try and make sure to turn it off every time but Sometimes I forget. <laughs> Our oven's really quiet, but it is very close to where we eat. So yeah. you will feel the air is warm and you'll be like, why is it so hot? I'm sure I have the air conditioning. Oh shit, the oven's on. I um, One thing I really like about my air fryer, <laughs> air fryer plug again, is that it has a timer. So you set the temperature to what you want and then you twist the knob to turn the timer on. And so you turn it to 10 minutes, it stays on for 10 minutes and turns off automatically. That's so good. And it does a little like, ding like a very uh stereotypical ding orders done kind Yay. of noise that makes me happy but yeah and it's also does not overly heat the house right like it, it you don't have, it's not as much as turning the oven on it's a little bit it's more than a toaster oven but less than a regular oven right so i mean she needs to get rid of this boyfriend but maybe that would be a thing to get for this kid's peace of mind yes is something like, after the boyfriend is gone. Throw the whole get, man get, out. Throw the man out. <laughs> but, you know, that might be something, you know, you can show, like, okay, it turns off. Like, the most it will go for is 30 minutes. And because it cooks things so fast. So, you know, it turns off automatically. That'll give him some peace of mind. Yeah, I just, I think she needs to invest in getting someone for her kid to talk to as well. It sounds like yes. he's still very hurt by what happened and it's still very frightening for him. Mm-hmm. The fact that he goes downstairs to check to see if the oven is still on yeah, is... He has anxiety. He's worried about that. So it might be worth investing in a good family therapist to help this kid out did you catch earlier how she went to go live with the boy yeah oh yeah the house burned down and dropped her kids off at the cousin left the kids with the cousin fucking hell I'm just shaking my head like yeah shake my your head kids just went through a traumatic incident and you're like bye gonna go hang out with the boyfriend who burned your house down what this this you need to forgive him thing no no you don't no you don't there is no need to forgive anybody that's a very bitter and nasty thing for me to say if you don't forgive someone this is like when we were talking about oh you should say sorry if you don't forgive someone then you don't forgive someone that's fine you don't have to forgive them there are lots of things that have happened in my life with people who have you know hurt me or told outrageous lies to me and i just cut them off immediately and when people said to me oh but you should forgive them i'm like no i shouldn't because what's the next thing i don't have to forgive them there's, there's no no prerogative for me to forgive them. He doesn't have to forgive this guy. Kill this dog. Absolutely. And I think in our culture, we conflate forgiveness with moving on. Yeah. And like letting things... You can let go of a thing that someone has done to you in the past and move on so that it doesn't, you know hang with you without forgiving that person yes yeah i i hate especially yeah when people are like well this person is family it's like no no you don't being blood related to someone isn't a blank check to no. do whatever you want the other thing i hate is when people say oh just tell them you forgive them <sighs> no why should i lie to them i don't forgive them to make them feel better yeah. about a bad thing they did no. no i don't forgive them um so yeah it's yeah he needs to the guy the, the the horrible boyfriend needs to leave. So here's the update. Okay. It's a short update. I read a lot of the comments that called me an asshole, and I realized that I was wrong. I will unground my son and break up with Harold. Well, that was easy. 
And normally I would give this a gold star, but it took her 10 years. It took her so 10 she years. she does not get a gold star for leaving right away. 10 years of continuing her child's trauma for her benefit, not for anybody else's benefit, for her benefit, for her to realize that her boyfriend is endangering her family. Get the fuck out of here, lady. Honestly. She's very detached from this. I don't know if that's just her style of writing. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a little bit of to do with the punctuation. It was kind of hard to tell you know, what she feels about it. But yeah, that made it a little less expressive. I I also am not clear on whether or not Harold lives with them. Because it says when he came over, my son would always avoid him. Yeah. One time he came over and I cooked dinner. He ate upstairs. The son ate upstairs. So (laughs) I don't know. I assume he lives somewhere else. Yeah, because she doesn't say kick him out. She says break up with him. So I wonder if it was an on again off again relationship i'm i'm wondering about the strength of the relationship in the first place if it's so easy for her to go yeah i'll just ungrab my son and break up with harold like he's not really that big a figure in the in in her life then yeah and also the account is suspended so i can't go and see if there's any additional comments mm. yeah reddit judged her as an asshole good thanks reddit uh i feel bad for that poor kid that poor kid i hope he gets the help that he needs to yes. you know get on with his life that's awful yeah he absolutely needs therapy some kids are very resilient you know i i taught a kid with who found out he had incredibly severe medical issues when he was a child very small child kids the nicest most polite like his mom was he was living in a really like neglectful household just the sweetest most diligent like hardy child you've ever met and it's like some kids can deal with that kind of thing pretty easy but other kids, they, they really need, you know, continuing help and support for that. And it sounds like the son is really struggling still. So, yeah. Well, and I do want to ad- give a caveat with that because I, d- I have two kids that come to mind who I've taught in the past and they were just very sweet and their family life was super messed up. But they were very nice to me because they needed validation from an adult. Right. And they both have very ongoing issues. So just because they're not acting out doesn't mean that they are cool. Yeah. Like the do- the daughters should probably also at least get checked out by a professional and see how they feel about the situation. Yeah, I do think family therapy would be helpful. I'm sorry, it's two sons and a daughter. Yes. So the other two kids, that's the son, other son and the, and the daughter. But yeah, they're going to have to repair the relationship with the mom and the son, too, because he must be harboring a lot of resentment for her. Ten years of staying with this guy who causes him like trauma, basically. Yeah, you can't have done anything for their relationship either. So, yeah, good luck, kid. He seems like he's doing like pretty well, like as far as like not lashing out. He knows who his people are. Yeah. He lashed out that one time, and he's probably been bottling up a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. But at least you broke up with him. Yes. Ugh. Go burn down his own house. Best thing you could have done for your kid. Yeah. Okay, so I have a dead donkey post. Yay! You did it! <laughs> We're like real journalists now. Yay. My, my mom will be so proud. <laughs> this one is the name of the asshole post. It does not say how old OP is. But they live with two roommates, 28-year-old male, 21-year-old female. Am I the asshole for terrorizing my roommates into cleaning up their crap? (laughs) Terrorizing is a strong word. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So again, 28 male, 21 female. Doesn't say how old OP is. So I live with two roommates who are less than helpful when it comes to cleaning the house. Wet clothes are left in the washer for days on end. Food is left rotting in the fridge and in the sink for several weeks if I do not clean it. And they also just casually throw garbage into the yard. I've asked nicely multiple times for them to clean their mess and even not so nicely a few times. I am far from the most hygienic person in the world myself. I'll leave dishes until the next day and just general untidiness, but they take it to a different level. All this filth, since my refusal to clean it anymore, has brought some new roommates for us. Mainly, a giant ass rat, which seems to have moved into our yard. The kicker is, they're both absolutely terrified of rats. A plan soon hatched in my mind, and with a bit of creativity, some invisible thread, and an old bristle broom, I now had a faux rat. I named him Ronald. (laughs) 
This is so good. Every few days or so for the past two-ish weeks, I have been placing it in the corner of the kitchen, waiting for one of them to walk in, then I yank Ronald as hard as I can at an angle so he shoots towards them. Each time they've ran from the kitchen screaming in fear. I won't lie, I very much enjoyed doing it at first, but felt kind of guilty at having made a grown man bawl his eyes out and thought the lesson had probably been learned. So I decided to have a house meeting about the infestation and how they don't feel safe in the home anymore. Personally, I didn't feel safe with a pan of veggie rice rotting on the countertop Oof. for 12 days, but hey. I simply stated that if they just cleaned up their junk, the rats would most likely disappear. Lo and behold, the place was spotless within an hour, and since there then, and since then there has been a lot less mess. Ronald has been put into retirement and is resting in my bedroom, ready to pounce if ever needed again. But did I take it too far? No. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did to my gross university housemate who left all his dishes in the communal kitchen for a week and a half. We got a notice from the um the halls cleaners saying that they weren't going to come clean the kitchen anymore because it was just filthy and i Oof. went i went in to try and do some cooking and it was there was like pasta stuck to these plates they were all piled on the on the table where we ate because he'd had his friends over they'd cooked mm. pasta and just everything was in the sink and on the table but it'd been there for 10 days so i opened the window we lived on the third floor i opened the window and threw all of his crockery out onto the lawn <laughs> like frisbees at which point he came in and said what the fuck are you doing i was like well you don't want these plates and i don't want these plates so i'm getting rid of them <laughs> that's and perfect he, i said if you want them go get them and i just continued shoving his shit out the window just flinging it as far as i could i was pretty good at discus at school so <laughs> it went far that's amazing he uh never ate in the kitchen again took all of his stuff into his bedroom and made his bedroom into a mold pit but i never had to look at his gross crockery ever again which was nice <laughs> oof it has to be bad to get that university housing people oh it was to... it was honestly i've never seen something so disgusting in my whole life and because a lot of the boys in the halls couldn't actually cook it didn't of course. Bother them that the kitchen was dirty because they just ate pizzas or whatever. But because I wanted to go in there and cook, every single time I wanted to eat, it was there. It was just vile. So out the window it went. Um, There's a reason why freshmen live in single room dorms with no kitchen. Yeah. God. And it's because they don't know how to take care of a full on apartment by themselves. Like boys, college boys bathrooms oh. are a living nightmare <laughs> so gross <laughs> it's insane my boyfriend in, in college when we we moved so at my college freshman year you live in the dorm which is you know the one room with two or three people mm -hmm. I, I still find that crazy that you sleep in rooms with other people that's wild <laughs> And then you move to like an on-campus apartment and they clean, they'll clean the kitchen and the bathrooms. They provide toilet paper and that's it. They give you toilet paper? Yes. So basically they'll give you four, like in, in my situation, we had four people to an apartment, two bathrooms, and they'll give you four uh, rolls of toilet paper per bathroom what? per week. Dude, I had to lock up my toilet paper in my halls. So pretty much what everyone did was we would take three out of four of the rolls of toilet paper, put it in the closet in the hall. So they'd give us the full volume of toilet paper back. Smart. And then we had toilet paper for the first six months when we moved to an off-campus housing. Smart. And we split it amongst ourselves. But yeah, so my boyfriend at the time, the apartment above him was just... There wasn't uh, garbage disposals and they would just like shove stuff down the sink. Ugh. And so it ended up one night, just the sink started backing up in my boyfriend's apartment and we had to like take buckets and throw it in the bathtub Oof. so that it wouldn't just spill all over the place. That's so vile. It was horrendous. We had somebody who, I don't know what was wrong with their bowels or what they were eating, but they used to go to the toilet in the middle of the night and block the whole toilet up at least three times a week. So that when you got up in the morning to take your little morning piss, the whole toilet is just brown sludge. Uh. <laughs> it stank. It was just awful. In the end, we had like a house meeting about it. And we were like, look, take some laxatives or something. But please, if you've clogged the toilet, leave a note on the door so that people aren't going in. But what made it worse was that one of the, one of the guys, he was complaining that his room stank and he didn't know what it was. 
So eventually he called one of the maintenance guys to come and it turned out all the air from that really stinky bathroom was not being redirected outside. It was being redirected into his bedroom. I hope he was the culprit then. That would be really... It wasn't him. He was really upset. He was like, (laughs) why am I lying in my room smelling other people's shit? This isn't right. Oh, Oh, poor Adam. There's certainly a mixed bag for, you know, student housing randomly like it's it's sucks no matter what if you live with your high school friends you will no longer be friends at the end of it and then if you get random roommates it's a complete crapshoot i woke up one morning and the kitchen was covered in flour just covered in flour and i woke up went back to bed the cleaners came knocked on everyone's door and said you need to get up and come and clean this kitchen right now because i'm not doing it and i opened the door and i was like i have no idea what happened this morning but i left a note it's in my handwriting in the kitchen I didn't do this. And she was like, you'll go go back to sleep. So all my housemates had to go and clean the flowery kitchen. I don't even know what they were doing in there. It was like someone had just grabbed a whole bag of flour and just shook it over their heads. It was everywhere. Sounds like someone came home drunk and wanted cookies. But then none of them could cook. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. So yeah, Mm, terrible. Yeah. And the amount of times in the apartments that the fire alarm goes off. And then you all have to evacuate just because someone slightly burned some bacon on the stove. We would, uh, like, we were all learning to cook, right? So if something started to burn, we would take a bowl and put it over the fire alarm on the ceiling so that the alarm wouldn't go off and evacuate the entire building. That's smart. It took us six weeks to figure out that trick because literally two to three times a week we would have to evacuate. So you have to, like, make sure you're wearing a bra and pants at all times. <laughs> yeah. Or sweatshirt and pants. Awful. Yeah. Especially in England where it's freezing. Everybody's collected outside at six o'clock in the morning because someone's exploded sausages in the grill. It's like, God, what are you doing? Uh-huh. I hate you all. <laughs> Not fun. I feel like this person was fully justified, especially considering one of the roommates is 28 years old. Dude, you should know better, honestly. A 21-year-old, you might have to teach some yeah. things. Ideally, they would know already, but, you know, everyone has different childhoods. Right. Uh... You know, but they should want, like, my philosophy is just don't be the person that contributes the least. Don't keep track necessarily, but as right. long as people are pitching in, don't be the person who, you know, leaves the most mess. Yeah. I just, God. And nobody was hurt in this scenario. Nobody and was worked. hurt. And if they're so frightened of rats, but they're attracting rats, then what he did was the most appropriate response. It's like, oh, you're scared of rats? Clean your shit up. Th- that's, yeah, that's throwing the plates out the window. I, I approve. Yeah. Well, also, there were actual rats. So yeah. actually what OP did could have could possibly have protected them from getting an actual disease from the actual rats right. that were happening and instead motivated them to clean their shit up. And I would totally have anxiety. <sighs> like if, if there was just rotting food on the counter for two weeks, the <sighs> smell that that creates. Oh, God. In the summer, we have to take the trash out like every other day because... Yeah, it's so hot and like the smell. I have I have a very sensitive sense of smell, and I cannot cannot cope with anything that smells rancid. Just as soon as something smells rancid, I throw it out. It's just gross. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I know. Op, you're you're a genius. You're my hero. <laughs> we should team up. This is very good. <sighs> I uh, fully approve. The best. Because when rats get in, they ain't going anywhere. So you need to shut that shit down right now. Yeah. Oof. <sighs> Blech. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's not mice. No. I've had to deal with mice before. Um, In our old apartment, they were getting in somehow. It wasn't because our apartment was dirty, but it was, they just had an access point somewhere. And this was before we had the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to uh, get those guys. And I tried so hard to get the the non-lethal traps to work, the ones that just trap them in a little house. Right. Just take them outside into a field somewhere and let them go. But they didn't work, so I had to get the snappy ones. Not the, like, yeah. stereotype ones, but they were, like, they look like chip clips. Oh, uh, okay. And so it snaps them, and two of them lived, and I took them to a field and let them go, but... Be free, little mice. The other one didn't make it. Sorry, I tried. And now our cat has probably killed. Of course, probably getting fat off him. Oh, yeah. She hasn't been eating her food lately, and I assume it's just because... I mean, it's getting warmer, but... Yeah. Catching those lizards and the mice. She's got a good diet. Good desert diet of lizards and mice. She doesn't eat bugs, though, which is probably good. 
but kind of annoying sometimes. Oh, Nia will eat anything that crawls. Oof. Yeah, I looked up one day and there were just spider legs wiggling from his mouth. I was like, dude, swallow your food. <laughs> I don't want to see that uh, shit. Gross. But I'm glad that he's oof. eating all the spiders in the house because it means I don't have to look at them. Dang, I wish Cora would eat spiders. Well, but- then I get then I get freaked out because I'm like, did you eat a black widow? Have you Ooh, eaten a brown yeah. recluse? I just, I want you to not die, please. So. <laughs> Should look that up if cats are. Yeah, what happens if a cat eats a black widow? Because <laughs> we have loads of black widows around here. It's just terrible. I'm sure that's been Googled many a time. <laughs> <laughs> 20 to call the vet. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, um, what was the prank one that we did? A little, uh, the potato. <laughs> this one way, way, way better than the potato prank. Yeah, because it has a purpose. It's educational. It's not just, <laughs> lol, I'm going to prank you for the lols. It's, look, if you don't want rats, clean your shit. So I'm fine with that. And I like how the, the roommates were so scared that they just booked it without even really oh, yeah. examining this. They didn't even realize it's fake because they're like, no. <laughs> <Just laughs> no, Run back no. into their room. The best. The absolute best. I don't understand how people can live in this kind of environment. Oof. Well, anyway, that's our dead donkey. Yay! The dead rat. (laughs) It was... It's not dead. Well, it could be. (laughs) That's the next step of the prank. It's an actual dead rat. Oof. (laughs) Call me. I don't even know how you get rid of rats. Oof. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Morgan underscore Slay. I'm posting a lot of resources and places that you can donate to, people you can help out. Uh, you can follow our podcast at r the letter u the word serious pod on Twitter, and you can email us at the same place r the letter u the word serious pod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter esme underscore c underscore nose as in knows lots of things, and we're also on the Zucks book. Um, at R the letter U the letter serious podcast. Yeah, come come and check us out on Facebook because uh, I'm hanging around there waiting for your input on uh, beefy dogs and scary dolls. Um, please send us bean recipes this week. Yes, I was gonna say we've had a return to form the last few weeks with uh, food posts, food posts, potatoes food posts. and beans. And we can make a nice rustic soup with that shit. Non-vegetarian chicken. Oh, hell yeah. Just throw mm. all those things together, sup, 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 into it. Did we do all the things? I think we did all the things. We did all the things. Email us bean recipes. Bean dip. I want bean dip. Uh, please send me things I can do with 12 pounds of kidney beans. Okay, thanks. <laughs>